It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles again and turn to the book of Romans, Romans and chapter 3. And I I don't even know if I'll read much more. I I want to really summarize what we've said this week and then take and and move on from that, maybe, or at least prepare us to move on from that into next week if the Lord will be our help and if that's the way the Lord will continue to guide. We're dealing now with this thing of judgment. We've emphasized and tried to drill into our heads this thing of that we are sinners before God and we're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. We have a sin nature on the inside of us that cannot be dealt with except by um, by means outside of ourselves. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every one of us falls short of the requirements, falls short of what it would take for us to get into God's heaven. And then by that, there's the judgment day set. And we... We quoted the verse to you from Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 that it is appointed unto men once to die and after this the judgment. Paul confirms that in the book of Acts on Mars Hill. He says that God has appointed a day wherein he shall judge the world. We said that this sin, it causes death. What is death? Death is a spiritual death, not so much a physical death. It's a spiritual death. It's a separation from God. It makes it where it's absolutely impossible for you to make it to God on your own terms. There has to be somebody. There has to be someone capable of taking that dead spiritual life on the inside of you. That part of you that's dead and trespasses in sins and has to be able to resurrect it, to revive it. That is why the resurrection, my friend, is of Jesus Christ is so important and so critical. Because if he could not have raised himself, then he did not have power to raise us who are dead in trespasses and sins. There is spiritual death that results from sin that will result, if not dealt with, on God's terms, will result in an internal separation from God in the lake of fire one day. When you die... If you have not accepted Christ, you will go to hell. I'm not using that as a curse word. Hell is a literal place, a place of fire, a place of torment, a place of the judgment of God where you await the judgment day of God, where God will judge you according to your sin, my friend. Those are your works. God says in in Isaiah, even our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. When we think that we can make our way to heaven, the good things that we think we've done, God looks at them and says, they're filthy, they're wicked, they're tainted with sin. They are as filthy rags in my sight. How in the world, my friend, can we even stand before God? We cannot. I'll leave you with this if the Lord will help us. In John chapter 3. We see Jesus explaining to Nicodemus some truths of salvation. And he says that 
if a man's going to see the kingdom of God, or if a man's going to make it to heaven, if you'll allow me to give that application of it, Jesus says that he must be born again. He's speaking of a reviving of that part of him, that nature that is dead in trespasses and sins. He's speaking of a spiritual birth. But he comes into, we'll just start reading in verse number 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, and that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and that men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now we always hear John 3.16, we don't hear a lot of the rest of it. If you choose to try to make it to heaven any other way than Jesus Christ, then my friend, you choose not to believe in God. And because you have not believed in Him, you're condemned already. Your judgment already, my friend, sad to say, is determined. You're not going to escape. Romans chapter 3, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them, which doeth such things, that, and thinkest thou that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? You're doing the same things. You're going to fall under the same condemnation because down in your heart, you're just as much a sinner as the next guy. You might not have done the same actions. You might not have fallen to maybe as much moral decay as some people have. But at the base of your nature, you are just as much a sinner as every person in this world. And you have still fallen short of the glory of God. You have still fallen short of the requirements to make it to God's heaven. And until you can see that, and until you're willing to accept that, and say, you know what, God is right. I deserve the judgment of God. I am a sinner, and I realize it, and I understand it, and I understand that I'm under the wrath and judgment of an almighty God, and I'm under that condemnation from God. Until you're willing to come to terms with that, and see yourself as a sinner, lost and without God, and on your way to hell, and on your way to face the wrath and judgment of God, my friend. How? What are you being saved from if you cannot see that? You must see that if you're going to understand why Christ came. You see, God loves us. He truly does. We hear that all the time. But God cannot allow sin to get by, and God will not just give you a get-out-of-hell-free card until that sin is dealt with. 
Your sin has inherited the wrath of God. The wrath of God's revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And until your sin is dealt with, my friend, you will not ever be able to stand before God. You need a righteousness that only God could have to be able to make it to heaven. And that's, my friend, where the good news begins. Because God loved us. And God knew that in and of ourselves there was no way that we could restore fellowship with Him. God knew it would take a spiritual rebirth, a spiritual reviving of that which was dead on the inside of us to be able to restore that fellowship with Him. And God knew there was no way man can by himself make that step. It's impossible. We'll all come short. So therefore God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life we find that Jesus came he came to bear our sin he came to die in our place he loved us so much that he was willing to go through whatever it would require to be able to restore that fellowship with God he he tells us in Isaiah 53 he says in verse number 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We find in verse number 10 that his soul was made an offering for sin. We find in verse number 11 that when God sees the sacrifice of His Son, He shall see the travail of His soul and shall be satisfied. By His knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for He shall bear their iniquities. It says in verse number 12, Because He hath poured out His soul unto death, He was numbered with the transgressors. Notice this. He bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. I believe it's back in Romans. We see some more truth to the same, the same effect. We find that Christ took our sin upon Himself. He died for the ungodly. He commanded His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My friend, Jesus took all the wrath and judgment of Almighty God upon Himself. That wrath that was to be directed towards you and your sin, Christ has paid that penalty. Christ gives you an offer of a free gift he will allow you to have His righteousness if you'll give Him your filthiness, your sin. If you're willing to accept His payment on your behalf, then my friend, you too can be saved. It's a free gift He offers. He says, "For whosoever that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans in chapter 10. 
This is a passage where Paul, speaking of the Jews, he says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, which again is impossible, they always come short. He said, They have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And let me remind you that the only way you'll ever make it to God's heaven is by the righteousness of God. Some way or another, that righteousness has to be put on your account. He says in verse number 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Everyone. He says in verse number 9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've given you as simply as possible some of the truths of the gospel, and Romans will get much deeper into it, even in the end of chapter 3, gives us more on how Christ became our payment, and maybe we'll be able to deal even more deeply with that next week. But I want you to understand something. Christ died in your place, and it is your sin that hung Him there. He took your sin upon Himself and suffered the wrath of God for you. But if you choose to reject the Son of God and say, you know what, I don't care what He did for me. I'm going to try to make it to heaven by my own way. I'm going to live any way I want to. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to continue trying to do my good works to get myself into heaven. My friend, you're going to fall short. And listen, there is a day appointed where you will die. And after that, the judgment. And you will stand before God in your sin. And those that do not believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, are condemned already, the Bible says. Listen, do you understand? Do you realize that you're a sinner separated from God and that your sin deserves judgment? And do you realize that Jesus has died in your place? All that stands between you and salvation is that, my friend, you trust in Him and you... You come to Him as a sinner and accept Him in your heart as the sacrifice for your sin. And my friend, He'll save you. It is that simple. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.